Oh, hi. I'm uh, Cleophas from Luke 24. <clears throat> and I'm on my way to Emmaus and uh, just wondering if you'd walk with me uh, these two hours. I'm perplexed and confused and I need, need somebody to talk to. Did you say you would? Well, that's great. Thank you. What do you think of all these things that are happening these days? Um, what do you think about Jesus of Nazareth? I, I thought he was a great man, a prophet. He, he did so many wonderful things, and he healed the sick. And all those ama amazing miracles he did, and how he could speak. His teaching was some, something else. I'd never heard anyone speak like him. Everything he said seemed so true and so right. I, I really thought he might be able to change our nation. And um, I was beginning to believe that he was a Messiah who could lead us out of this sickening corruption and and make our nation to be good again. And I thought he would deliver us out of the rule of Rome. But you, you heard he was crucified like a criminal. How could they do that to such a good man? How, how could it be that they killed him? And how could, how could he be the Messiah if he, if he died? I had such high hopes, not only to be free of Rome, but somehow to, to be this sad state of affairs of the corruption and the politicking and everything that happened in the Sanhedrin and with the scribes. Why did Jesus have to die, but he's gone? I'm, I'm a Noah. I'm on my way to Emmaus. Just wondering if you could walk with me an hour. Or would you go with me the second hour too? I need help. I need somebody to talk to. I'm in deep trouble. I've committed a great wrong. So far, no one seems to know about it, but, but surely it's going to come to light. Oh, if I only hadn't done what I did, if I hadn't been so selfish and so stupid, how can I ever live it down? I'm just a sorry, good-for-nothing so-and-so. That's what they all said when I was growing up anyway. I just got enough nerve to go talk to Jesus. You heard he was crucified? Uh, they were telling me that he can forgive sins, and maybe he could have told me what to do. But there's no hope. There's no way out. I'm ruined. Why did he have to die? Is there any way you could help me?
Hi, neighbor. Could I talk with you? You look like you're a caring person, and I, I need to go to Emmaus this morning. And just wondered if you had time to go with me so I could t- have someone to talk to. It's about, it's about my wife, Claudia. She's different lately. She acts strangely. She's not herself at all. I don't know if she's mentally ill or depressed or bipolar or, or if it's an evil spirit. I can't seem to help her. We've been to the priest and the doctor, and nothing seems to help. You heard about Jesus, the great healer? I was just going to take her to him, and now it's too late. I wish I'd taken her earlier, but it's too late. What in the world am I going to do? Why do they crucify him? If only if I'd gone earlier. Do you think he could have helped her? Hi, neighbor. I'm on my way to Emmaus today. I heard, heard there's a good psychiatrist over there. It's about my son. Could you go with me? I just need to talk about my son. Maybe you can help me. Maybe you can convince the doctor to come. It's my son, Timius. He's hooked on drugs, and he's been running in the wrong, with the wrong crowd, and, and he's stealing from us, and I guess he needs the money to buy the drugs. He used to be a good student, but now his grades are terrible. He used to be so happy and so good, and now he's withdrawn and angry sometimes, ugly to us, and thin as a rail. My wife is so anxious. Where did we go wrong? I know I was too busy and didn't take enough time with him, but we tried to teach him right and keep him out of trouble. I'd heard about this Jesus, the one who was crucified the other day, that he could help people and he could deliver them out of all kind of troubles. And I wish I could have taken my son to him, but it's too late. He's gone. I wonder what in the world I'm going to do. Could you go with me to Emmaus today? Do you have time to spare? I'm desperate. I need somebody to talk to. It's about Claudia and I. And I. She just told me last night that she's leaving. She's tired of living this way in debt and never able to make ends meet. And she said that I've changed and marriage is not what she thought it would be. And, and, uh, and I'm gone all the time and too busy for her, and, and I have this great fear that she's talking to her high school sweetheart, and I just don't know what to do. I'm afraid, and I'm worried. I heard that Jesus taught about marriage and love and forgiveness and reconciliation. You think he could have helped me, but he's gone. He's dead. It's too late. My name is Timius, and I just need somebody to talk to. Could you walk with me an hour, or could you go the second hour with me to Emmaus? I just found out this week I have cancer, and it's a bad kind. People that have this kind die in agony. I'm I'm afraid. I'm, I'm afraid of pain, and I'm afraid of 
being sick and helpless and I'm afraid to die. What in the world is my family going to do? I don't deserve this. Why has God allowed this? Doesn't he love me? What have I done to deserve this? I was going to go see Jesus, the great healer, but they have killed him. How could they have ever done that, killed this, this good man that was helping so many people? It was too late for me. Hi, I'm, I'm John. On my way to Emmaus this morning, could you, this afternoon, could you help me? <clears throat> could you walk with me and just talk with me and... You heard about Jesus being crucified? He, he was a great teacher. He spoke with authority. It wasn't like the scribes in, this, in the synagogues who were so lifeless and lacked conviction. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I thought he spoke the truth. It seemed like his bur words burned with truth. But now he's gone, dead. Pilate asked him the other day, what is truth? And he didn't answer him. What is truth? Was, was Jesus really the truth? How can I know God? How can I have eternal life? What is truth? <clears throat> well, we'll read the account in Luke 24, some of the account. Those were, those um, scenarios were not thinking of anybody specifically, just, but it could have been any of us. And one of them certainly was Cleopas, who was, he, uh, who was distressed and perplexed. I'll start at verse 13 in Luke 24. And behold, and behold, two of them went the same day to the village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furloughs. And I think that what I read that should have been about a two-hour walk. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went to them. But their eyes were holden, and they did not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have to one another, as you walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto them, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast thou not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, and before God and all the people. And how the high priests and our rulers delivered him and condemned him to death and have crucified him. But he, we trusted that it had been he which had redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. And yea, certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulcher. And when they found out, they found not his body, they came saying that they also had seen a vision of angels which said he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women had said, but, they, but him 
they saw not. And then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and entered into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they draw nigh to the, drew nigh to the village, whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened us to us the scriptures? And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered together and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. Now, Cleopas and his companion, uh, one writer, one commentator that read, thought maybe it was his wife that walked with him, could have been. Um, they were dis- distressed and perplexed and uh, Cleopas thought highly of Jesus, that he was a prophet, and that he was a power, powerful in his teaching, and that his deeds were mighty. And Cleopas and, and his, his companion had high expectations of Jesus. They thought he was the Messiah who would deliver and redeem Israel. And it must have been that their, their uh, expectations of their understanding of the Messiah didn't, didn't include the suffering and death that Jesus experienced. So they were very perplexed and distressed about all this. They'd heard, they'd heard the news that the grave was empty, but at this point it seems they didn't believe their, uh, that Jesus had been raised from the dead. But then Jesus, interested, concerned, compassionate, caring, came to them, and uh, that's the way Jesus is. That's the way he was. That's the way he's always been. That's the way he is. That's the way he is forever. And Jesus always comes to those who are hurting. He's, all, he's always inviting the perplexed and distressed ones to come to him for comfort and for answers. He's always uh, taking the initiative, too, Sometimes we think Jesus is far away and uh, we don't feel his presence. There are times when he mo- just moves on a bit or stands back in the shadows. And, uh, or like in this account, he, he made out as if he was going to go on and leave them. And it may have been that he, he was just testing them to see how persistent they would be in their, their search for God and for truth, and I believe that uh, seems like that's what Jesus does sometimes with us, <laughs> is that he stands just back in the shadows, and 
or maybe it seems to us he has moved on, but it's, it's not so. Jesus is always with us, and he's, he's, he's eager and always compassionate, always ca uh, caring, always interested in the honest seeker, and he'll be there for us. Another great part of this story is that Jesus was not dead. Jesus was alive. He was resurrected, and he, he was alive for Cleopas and his friend, and he's alive today, and he's still powerful in word. He's, he's still powerful in deed. He is mighty to, to redeem and deliver because he lives and because of who he is. And he, he continues all his powerful work for all those who honestly seek him. <clears throat> Cleopas and his friend didn't recognize Jesus. I wonder why. They, the account says that their eyes were downcast and they were sad. And uh, so was it that their eyes were averted and they just didn't notice who this was? Or did God, I think it, it seems like that God somehow withheld recognition there from them. But they sure didn't expect for Jesus to show up, did, did they? They didn't realize, didn't believe, though they'd heard that report about the grave being empty, they still hadn't believed the resurrection. And so in their mind, there's no possibility that Jesus would come to them. And we could bring that illustration close home to us. Are there times when we're distressed and perplexed and troubled and our eyes are down, downcast and we don't really expect Jesus to show up and uh, to help us? Maybe not even sure that he's able to. And so that's, I believe that's quite a lesson for us. Do we really know and understand who Jesus is? Do we know the scriptures, the, the promises, all, all of Jesus' promises for us? Do we believe them, and do we expect him to, to help us? Maybe Jesus would say to us sometimes, how foolish you are, how slow of heart you are to believe. And um, Jesus opened up the scriptures to Cleopas and his friend, and to prove to them, to them that he was the Messiah, that, that the Messiah did need to suffer and to die, which they evidently hadn't understood, and that he was alive and able to deliver and redeem Israel and to teach them what, what redemption really was, was much more than they were, uh, and maybe possibly different than what they were expecting for the nation of Israel. So when we're... Um, just, I would have loved to heard heard Jesus. Uh, I did look through some of the scriptures that I thought he might have used in Psalms, and uh, but it seemed like he did a methodical uh, through all the scriptures from Moses to uh, the prophets, and I would have loved to hear Jesus' exposition of those scriptures. But there's a lesson for us is. Are we serious enough about God and about life and about uh, searching for the answers we need in, in life that we'll go to the scriptures and do a diligent, serious search 
and to find out what God, who God is and what he wants us to do. Maybe when we walk around with our heads down, distressed and troubled, we don't really think about the promises and believing the promises and really expecting Jesus to help, when in reality he's, he's willing and most capable to help us. Another lesson uh, in this story is that I tried tried to emphasize and emphasize this in the role playing is that that Cleopas had a friend, a friend who would walk with him when he was distressed, someone to share struggles with, someone to discuss all the puzzling things, and. Uh, of course, the lesson for us is that you and I should be that kind of friend to others. In fact, we should be like Jesus to, for others, to walk with them, to listen to them, and to share the truths of the scripture with them, maybe sometimes having the courage to rebuke them like Jesus did, but walk through, with them through troubling times. All of us have times when we need to support others, and we certainly are all going to have yeah, all of us have times when we need the support of others, and we'll also, all of us will have opportunities to, to be able to help others um, when they're in distress. Jesus is alive and well, as powerful as he always, as he was in his miracle-working days, powerful as he's always been. He's still the same. He's interested and concerned and compassionate for everyone. And he'll come to us in our times of distress. He is able to redeem and deliver us. He is able to open our eyes of under, so we can understand our, understand our situation, understand God's will. And he'll give us guidance through our situations. And we should expect him to show up and to come to help us to trust him to deliver us out of our troubles. We should go to the scriptures uh, in a diligent search for understanding so that we'll be able to act well in, in life. We should be like Jesus to others, to walk with them, listen to them, and to share with them the living Christ who is powerful to deliver and to share the scriptures with them to help them find answers. May God uh, grant us the great privilege. He does grant us the great privilege to, to walk with the living Christ. Thank you. Well, it's good to be with you on this uh, rather gray morning. Um, don't have a name for this group, but I told my wife well, earlier this morning, I think we might sound like a melancholy grocery. <laughs> but uh, perhaps that's appropriate for this first song, um, which uh, Paul chose for our congregational singing this morning. Um, the last verse, I noticed there's really a uh, just a theme of joy. Uh, maybe it's kind of a subtle joy that uh, Jesus had when he was in the garden. I'll just read that. Tis midnight, and from ether plains is born the song that angels know. 
Unheard by mortals are the strains that sweetly soothe the Savior's love. Yes, we beheld the Savior. 
Nothing shall divide. 